You're listening to the Heart and Hustle Podcast. We are your hosts, Evie Rupp and Lindsay Roman. Today, we are about to dive deep into a tough love episode. It's something I think we all struggle with at one point or another and to one extent or another. And wow, it is a big one. Victim mentality. Yikes. (laughs) Our mindsets are one of the most powerful tools or on the flip side, landmines that we can have in our lives. Having the right mindsets often lead to massive and long-lasting success and peace and joy, all of it. It's not just fluffy words like, you can do it, attitudes. Like It is actually deeply seated psychological responses that dictate our actions in life. So today, we are diving into one of the killer mindsets that can destroy us and our lives and our businesses if we're not careful. The reality is... Look, victim mentality keeps you from living the life God has called you to live. And we are believing lies that dictate our identity, our worth, and our abilities when we're believing in that victim mentality and we're living in that. It's one of the biggest roadblocks keeping you from success and from just peace in your life. So today, Lindsay and I are going to tackle it head on. In today's episode, we talk about how to know if you're struggling with victim mentality and then how to dive into fighting and overcoming it. So if you're ready to stop sitting around and letting lies control your life, you're going to want to listen to this episode. Let's get started. You're listening to the Heart and Hustle podcast with Evie Rupp and Lindsay Roman, two photographers turned entrepreneurs and founders of the Heart University. If you're a creative entrepreneur or a motivated dreamer wanting to make the most of your life, this podcast is for you. Each week, Evie and Lindsay bring you actionable tools to uplevel your business and life. So if you're ready to step up to the plate and pursue your God-given potential, you're in the right place. You're ready to live your life and run your business to its fullest? Then buckle up, because here are your hosts, Evie and Lindsay. Heart fam, hello. Welcome to today's show. This is a good one. I hope it's a good one. I mean, we've just started, so we'll see what happens <laughs> after I keep blabbing my mouth. But um, I'm I'm just so excited about this episode. I know, Evie, you are too. Mm-hmm. And I want to preface before we even dive into it that it is a tough love episode. But it's also something that I think everyone struggles with in some form or another. Um, And it's also something that I think could be perceived as like harsh, like us talking about like how you know if you're in victim mentality. Like that's something that people I don't think usually want to admit. Mm -hmm. Um, And if you are living in that, I don't think, you know, like we normally don't want to admit that type of thing in our lives. Like we don't want to call it out. Um, But it's also something that, can completely prevent you from living the life that God called you to and to really step out of living like a victim and living in the true calling that God called you to, like I just said. Um, And that's our heart behind this episode. It's to empower you. It's to give you the best kick in the butt with love possible. And it's it's a reminder for us as well. Like, we don't want to come at you like, we never struggle with this because we absolutely do. (laughs) Right, right. And I think everybody at some form or another struggles with Mm -hmm. this. And so we wanted to make this episode for you because it's so important. If you're living in victim mentality, if you're constantly negating yourself, if you're constantly getting down on your self-worth, that's going to affect the trajectory of your life, like 100%. Um, And you're better than that. Yeah. 
just you listening to this right now, you are better than that. You are worthy of doing the things that God called you to. You are worthy of living out your dreams. And we gotta, we gotta overcome some fears and some lies today. So let's go. Yes. Okay. So I think we're gonna just start. Lindsay and I are just gonna kind of bump back and forth on just some like phrases or thoughts or situations, kind of scenarios that might be popping up if you're struggling with victim mentality. So if any of this sounds familiar, you might just want to assess and be like, okay, where is that coming from? Is that stemming from, you know, a victim mindset or, you know, something around there? So I think one of the most common ones is comes up in in like a comparison sense, but it's making your you you think you're lesser than and therefore have less opportunity, couldn't do it. Like it tends to be you know, kind of a, a negative comparison where you look at other people and you think, oh, they have had it so easy. If only I had what they had, but I don't have what they have. Therefore, I could never do what they've done. Do what they yeah. do. Yeah. I think we're going to talk a lot about comparison today because I think comparison is one of the, indi- like, you're focusing too much on comparison when you are in a victim mentality. Yeah. Because by nature, you're presenting yourself as a victim to other people and to other circumstances. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's just, everyone struggles with comparison, yeah. right? Like everyone, especially in the age of social media, it's all around us. And it's so easy to look online at what somebody else is doing and be like, oh, just assuming that their life is perfect, that they have it easy, that they got to where they are just with a click of their fingers. And I think that's the crux of everything, yeah. of what kind of almost... Is, is detrimental to ourselves when we start comparing our lives to other people in that way, yeah. especially when we don't know them and we are only seeing like the front on social media. Yeah, like 1% of their lives on online or yeah. on social media and we think we we know what's going on. I think another phrase is, um, oh, if only blank hadn't happened to me. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of like saying, oh, I, I'm not here because this X happened to yeah. me. And some of these phrases, like, might be true. Yeah. Like, in, in a, like I don't want to say, like, if, if anything has ever happened to you, like, that's why you're not in a certain place. Because that, that very well could be. But I think, like, what we're going to kind of get on today, like, the point of it is your mindset. Yeah. Because we can't necessarily control what happens to us in life. Life is unfair. Yeah. But we can control our mindset. Yeah. Um, so I think that's what we're going to really focus on kind of later in this episode after we kind of talk about yeah. uh, all these phrases that you might have heard or you might have said or might, might have thought. Yeah. Even. I think, you know, along the lines of like, oh, if only blank hadn't happened to me, like a great example is COVID. Like the, you know, the uh-huh. whole year, so many businesses were shut down. So many relationships were strained. So many, you know, there was so much that was going on. And it could be easy for us to look back and be like, oh, if only COVID hadn't happened, my business would be succeeding right now. And while that might be totally true, it's also focusing on the negative and putting yourself in a victim position, in a powerless position where you're not responsible for, you know, pivoting in your business when COVID hit, mm-hmm. you know, figuring out, okay, I'm going to go drive for Uber and, you know, sh- shop with Instacart, be an Instacart shopper to continue to pay my bills or, you know, I'm, I'm going to pivot and provide, you know, consultations to my clients instead of, you know, whatever, whatever that looks like. It's, it's just that mindset shift of 
like sitting back and being like, oh, I'm a victim. Like this terrible thing happened. Yes, this terrible thing did happen. But what are you going to do about it? I think it's kind of... You get to choose if you're a victim or not in every circumstance. Yeah. Even if your house burns down and you have literally nothing to your name, you get to decide if you're a victim in that situation. Yeah, and I mean... Even though like you would say, like, yes... I think you would assume that that's like a victim well, situation. Well, I think the distinction is you might be a victim. Absolutely. Like you're, you're yeah. that situation, you might, if your house burns down, you know, an arson comes and burns down your house because it was an old stalker ex from college and he hated the fact oh, that you're married. I don't, I don't wow. know. I'm just going for it. I was just thinking that was a random, <laughs> but that was a wild story. Okay. We're going deep. Uh, you know, you are a victim in that situation, but what did you do to piss him off, man? <laughs> okay, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. He's a psycho. He he should not. He should go to jail. Okay. <laughs> Anyways. All right. I'm going off on your little story. Okay. The point was, in that situation, you are a victim. But does that mean that you should fall into the victim mentality? Because I think that's the distinction is you can be a victim in a situation, but staying out of the victim mentality, I think, is what can be dangerous because victim mentality strips you of any power, of any, you know, will to hope. like, yeah, any hope, any will to to move forward, to press on. Like it it almost straps you down and leaves you, you know, like hogtied on the like mm-hmm. on the side of the road. Like that's in my opinion, that's what victim mentality is. So even though you might genuinely be a victim in a situation, just being aware of not also falling into victim mentality is where I think it can be really dangerous. And that doesn't mean that you can't grieve or be frustrated or, you know, you have your time to process those emotions and be aware of emotions that might be coming from like a situation. But I think the mentality is really like, if you're living in that victim mentality, it's going to hurt you. Yeah, for sure. I think another sign is you're always angry at the world and or your circumstances yeah. or both. Yeah. Or you feel powerless to your circumstances. Yeah. You feel um, like you can't change anything. Right. Which is a hard topic because uh, like I said before, life isn't fair and everyone is born into different circumstances and everyone encounters different circumstances in their life. Like sometimes things happen to some people and sometimes they don't happen to other people and it's it's plain unfair. Yeah. And it's it's looking at the circumstances that happen to you and not becoming a victim to them. It's saying, okay, this is the circumstance. What am I going to do about it? Maybe, maybe truly I can't change that circumstance, like whatever it is. Maybe I literally can't change it, but how can I live in that? Or how can I overcome it? Or how can I pivot to let it work for me? Yeah. Like there's, it's all comes back to mindset, I think. And I think that's a that's a big thing where people just sit there and they they say, oh, I can't have my dream career because of X. Yeah. Because of money. I think money is a big one probably. Yeah. I mean, I, I used to struggle with that a lot and I still sometimes do. It's like, oh, I don't have enough money to do X. Um, and it's like, okay, maybe you don't have enough money to do X, but how could you maybe stop going to Starbucks? Could you shut off your cable and not watch TV all the time and save money that yeah. way? Like, is there ways that you can save up? I have a really good example. I'm just going off a tangent. Yeah. <laughs> When we first got married, Andrew was still a student and was working two jobs. Like, homeboy, like, so took care of me. It was not even funny. And it was right when we got married, I started my photography business and I went full-time, but I wasn't making enough money that would be considered full-time. I just meant full-time as far as, like, I wasn't doing anything else. (laughs) Um, And 
I remember like travel was a priority to us. It always has been from the beginning. But in that season, like you could easily or we could have easily used the excuse that like, oh, we can't travel. We don't have any money. We can't travel because Andrew's in college. Um, like, and we don't have any like weeks to take off. And that's true, technically. No, we couldn't take a trip to Spain. No, we couldn't take a trip to even California. But what we could do is drive on the weekends. We took, I think, October, I think it was fall break. It was like a long weekend, like a three-day weekend. We drove to the Great Sand Dunes in Colorado. That's literally where I did a session that kind of like started my photography career. Mm. We drove on, I think it was, I can't remember when it was. It was like October or November. And then we drove to Big Bend National Park in Texas. That was like a 15-hour drive, but we did it. And we prepped meals beforehand. We stayed in really, really freaking cheap Airbnbs. Like if we can do it when we were like poor as crap, (laughs) then you can do, like you, even if you say, oh, I can't travel. Yes, if travel to you means to go to Italy, then probably not in that season of life, whether what your funds are like, you probably can't. But reorchestrate what the definition of travel means mm-hmm. to you. Does it just mean going 30 miles down the road to the nearest like local lake and camping for the weekend? Yeah. Like that can mean travel. Yeah. Like I think it's it's that prioritization of how are we gonna look at our circumstances and make the most of what we do have versus complain about the situation that we're in. Like, oh, I'm poor. I can't go to Italy. Well, no, you can't, honey, but you can do something else that might be just as fun. I mean, I don't know. Camping in Italy, maybe not as fun, but just as wholesome (laughs) giving. I don't know. Well, I think even with that, you know, like if your dream is to go to Italy, fantastic. Like, Start working some side hustles. Start picking up extra gigs. Start, you know, saving. And I don't know, like, you know, drive for Uber, shop for for Instacart. Like I keep pulling up stuff like that. But those are those are jobs and side hustles that you can easily pick up and start earning cash. And that cash goes straight into your travel fund. And then, you know, every couple of years, you go on this big trip that you've been saving up for for a few years. You know, there are ways to make stuff work. Like Lindsay was saying, you know, go camping, go drive, make it cheap, travel, you know, where you can, or this is just one example. Or, you know, if you're like, no, I, I really want Italy. Fantastic. How can you make that work? Cause I, I guarantee right. unless you are homeless living on the side of a road, even then panhandling I've heard is very lucrative, but anyways, <laughs> unless, <laughs> unless you genuinely have you know, that type of situation, you probably could make it work. You're just going to have to hustle hard. And, you know, and that also doesn't mean maybe, maybe you're saving up for Italy at the same time that somebody else is saving up for Italy and they can do it in a year. Maybe it takes you three yeah. years. Like if that's your dream, don't just use your circumstances as an excuse yeah. to not go after it. Um, and okay. But also I kind of want to go back to the mindset thing because it's like, Based on your circumstances, maybe it truly somehow, I don't I don't know anybody's or everyone's circumstances, but maybe it truly somehow is impossible for you to go to Italy. I don't think it would be <laughs> if you saved long enough, but maybe it's truly impossible. Then again, switch your mindset. Switch your mindset to a dream that is realistic. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Like, like if like I said, the definition of travel, like say the definition of travel for you is, oh, I want to go to Paris and that's not possible for you in this season. Or or say you want to go to Paris like in six months and that's, you're working hard and you don't make that. 
still go on a camping trip, still go to like a town nearby, like stop living in the victim mentality where it's like, I can never do that. Yeah. Okay. Maybe you can't do that right now, but you can do something else that's just as life-giving. Yeah. Yeah. I think uh, there's just a lot that goes into it. I think to kind of speed through like a couple of other things, you know, your self-worth, if if you're constantly feeling worthless in yourself, there's there's a lot of mindsets that could come into play with this one. But victim mentality could be like, oh, I'm so ugly. I'm not good enough. Or man, I am just not athletic. I could never, you know, be cool like such and such. And again, that's kind of where comparison comes in. But if you're constantly talking down to yourself and being like, man, I wish I had been born pretty. I wish I could have, I, you know, oh, if only I looked like this, if only this is such a, you know, like that kind of like negative self-talk where you're, you're beating yourself up constantly for your skills, your, your appearance, your mistakes in life, you know, just that constant negativity in your mind. I think that's also where it like, a key trigger for victim mentality or key flag of victim mentality is that you're viewing everything as negative and that the world and everyone around you is out to get you. Mm -hmm. Well, and even how that relates to self-worth, I think is like even your looks and your body is out to get you. Okay. I'm also going to say something that might be a little bit of a, uh, a trigger for some people. But I think we also have to be very careful in our relationships with how victim mentality pops up of, oh, he isn't treating me well. You know, he's not speaking my love language. I'm, you know, oh, I chose the wrong man. Or, you know, different things where it's it's like, it's their fault in the relationship. They don't understand how I'm feeling. They... They're mm-hmm. treating me poorly. Oh, he doesn't appreciate how I clean the house every day or he's not appreciating me with the kids or whatever. And it's this, you know, he's out to get me. It's me against him. That just that type of like, it could be in any sort of relationship, but I think it can easily pop up in especially our romantic relationships where we think either we're perfect and they're at fault. That's almost gets into a different mentality or, you know, we're the victim and they're the big, bad, mean monster who's out to hurt mm-hmm. us. And that, let me just say, does not help relationships in any way, shape, or form. Hey, Heart Fam, we had to interrupt this episode real quick to share with you something that's revolutionized our workflow. Everyone always asks Evie and I what the number one investment is that we've made in our businesses. Without a doubt, the best investment we've ever made to get our life and time back is HoneyBook, a client relations management software. We both use HoneyBook every single day and legit could not live without it. It's an all-in-one project management tool that's designed specifically for creative entrepreneurs. I honestly don't know what I would do without HoneyBook. It streamlines everything. Email conversations, client workflow, contracts, invoicing, calendar integration. HoneyBook literally coordinates everything for my business. They thought of everything that a creative entrepreneur could need and combined it all in one place. From templates, brand customization, an app so that you can send invoices while you're on the go, all the way to the little ka-ching sound your phone makes every time you get paid, aka my favorite part, (laughs) HoneyBook gives you the ability to streamline an excellent client experience from your fingertips so you no longer have to spend 24-7 working in your business and you can finally get back to living your life instead. Guys, we know you're going to love HoneyBook just as much as we do. In addition to a free seven-day trial, we have an exclusive offer just for our podcast listeners. 50% off your first year of HoneyBook. 
Guys, that's a $200 value. All you have to do is go to share.honeybook.com slash heart and claim your discount. That's share.honeybook.com slash heart. Or you can check out the link in our show notes. If you're enjoying what you're getting in this podcast for free, then you're about to get your mind blown with what we offer in our educational courses. If you're ready to uplevel your business, serve your clients like never before and reach revenue goals that you barely dared to dream of, then we're ready to help. Our courses are packed full of tools, formulas, strategies, and resources to help you kick freaking butt in biz. Whether you choose the photo major, a complete course for photographers, or the content photo minor, a mini course on how to finally slay your content photos for your blog, Insta, headshots, whatever, you will walk away with more knowledge than you ever thought possible. And here's the reality. We are here to see you succeed always and forever. And that is why we created each and every one of these courses. To check them out for yourself, read the reviews and look at each course syllabus, go to theheartuniversity.com forward slash courses. That's theheartuniversity.com forward slash courses. Yeah, no, that's good. I feel like I struggle with that a lot. Like blaming Andrew, like literally perfect, perfect example. I, yesterday we Well, the last like two days, we drove from Dallas, Texas to Brownsville, Texas, which is the very bottom. It's basically Mexico. And it was, it was like when the winter storm was coming in and it was literally, we were driving on ice the whole time. So I was pissed. (laughs) I was not happy. I was like, we are going to die. And I was just taking out all my frustrations on Andrew. And literally I was like, why didn't we stay at our friends? Like, why did you make us get up? But, and I was framing it in the sense of like, why did you do this? When it was clearly like a mutual decision, like- (laughs) It yeah. was both of us, yep. but I was, I was using that like, oh, I'm the victim of this circumstance yep. and it's your fault. Whereas like, no, it was a mutual decision. It was not just Andrew. <laughs> like we both decided to do that. Yeah. Um, so I think that's a really great example. But on the flip side, I do want to say just for the caveat of like somebody that is potentially in an abusive relationship yes. and you are doubting something that is genuinely wrong and they are genuinely wrong. And it's not just you putting yourself in the victim position. Like you are genuinely a victim victim to abuse or whether it's mental or physical, like that is valid. And I don't want to make it seem like we're trying to gloss over that at all. all. Yeah. Um, Because that's a whole different issue. But it, it can get blurry, I think, because if you're in like a genuine unhealthy relationship like that, then I would be like, get out. Yeah, agreed. If you Like, yeah, like, but... I feel like that's a little bit different than victim mentality. Yeah, yeah. I think that overall, being careful to watch out for victim mentality because it sneaks up on us. It sneaks up on every yeah. single one of us. We all struggle with it at certain points. We all feel it in certain ways. But I think the the key thing that Lindsay and I kind of wanted to talk about is just the fact that it's a, a domino effect. You know, by opening the door to allowing, you know, a victim mentality and victim mindset to come in, you are opening the door to lies. There's a lot of lies that you're believing when you're believing and living in victim mentality. And then by opening the door to those lies, you are literally opening the door to Satan. And those Mm -hmm. type of accesses, man, he loves that. He will go for anything. He will take any chance he has to dig his claws into you and just begin to pull you down. So just being aware of 
you know, when that door starts to creak open and, you know, there's a little crack and you're starting to feel frustrated, like everyone's out to get you and you're just so powerless to change your circumstances and you're just angry at the world for everything that is happening to you. Just be aware of it, turn around and yeah. kind of close and lock that door again. Like it's, it's a repeated thing, but I think it's really important for us to keep in mind. Mm-hmm. Well then let's kind of tackle like some ways to practically combat victim mentality, especially if you, if you just listened and you're like, oh, I've said those things or I've heard those things or I've thought those Mm -hmm. things, right? How can we actively like kind of reflect in ourselves and be like, okay, let's snub that in the bud. (laughs) What? Uh, Nope. I don't, I just made up that word. (laughs) Anyways. Yeah. I think the first one would be to not sit in your frustrations and then turn angry at the world or wallow in your misery. Yeah. Like, how can you actively look at the good in any situation and humble yourself to, like, maybe not humble yourself. I don't know what I'm trying to say. Like, actively put yourself in the mindset of how can I make this situation better or how can I make a sucky situation positive just by my mindset. How can I make lemonade when life gave me lemons? Oh, that's beautiful. And I, th- <laughs> I think, I mean, that's a common phrase, but yeah, sure. I'll take credit for it. Uh, well, no, I meant like just you putting oh, it in okay. right there. I was like, oh, that's well fitting. I think too, I want to be careful. I know I kind of said this previously. I want to make sure we're not in any way saying that you can't feel emotions. You can mm. feel emotions. You can feel frustrated. You can feel angry. You can feel miserable. You can feel upset. That's okay. It's not sitting in it. And it's not allowing that to control your mind and your actions like coming out of your mind. I think, you know, if if a really sucky situation happens to you, you're given a, a truckload of lemons. It's okay to process those emotions. In fact, that's pretty healthy. Please do process those emotions. But w- like cry if you need Yeah, to. cry, be frustrated, you know, journal, like be angry. It's okay. But from there, once you've processed those emotions and you're you're processing them from a place of, okay, I want to work through this and I want to, you know, be able to be emotionally healthy and emotionally free and I need to handle all of this. And then from there, it kind of goes into, are you just going to sit in that and like continued to fuel your frustration and your anger? Or are you going to turn and look at the truckload of lemons that was just dumped at you and be like, all right, how can I turn this into a situation. I'm going to make a lemonade stand. That's it. Like I'm going to create a lemonade company and go for it. You know, that type of thing. Like it's okay to process the fact that you just had a truckload of lemons dumped on you. But then once you've processed, what are you going to do about it? Yeah. Oh, that's so good. I think the next thing I'm thinking of is stop comparing. Yeah. That's a real good one that you can just snut in the butt. I said that word again, (laughs) but I think I said it differently. Just making up words. Are you trying to say like nip it in the butt? Maybe. Okay. Or like snip? No, not snip. That's like scissors. I don't know. Snip I don't it. Snip. <laughs> anyways. Anyways, <laughs> stop comparing 
Yeah. I, and that's that's a, a practical one would be like, if there's something triggering you online, stop following them or take a break yeah. from social media. Um, take a break from TV. If something is triggering you that way, mm-hmm. take a break from like looking at magazines or looking like if you're constantly comparing your body image to the super size zero model on the cover of Vogue, mm-hmm. like stop buying Vogue or stop looking at Vogue intentionally or do what you can to get those images out of your brain. Yeah. And I would say like with that, like spend time with friends, spend time in the word. If you're a believer, like go to church, get in your like community where people can like, whether it's your family or friends or whoever, they can speak life into yeah. you. Because I think like self-worth is a big one that I th- like even stopping the negative self-talk that you talk like that you say about yourself. If you're talking in your mind or thinking in your mind, um, wow, I'm so fat or man, I'm just, I like, I don't like how I look. Stop saying those things. And immediately when you can catch yourself saying those or thinking those, replace them with positive thoughts. Mm -hmm. Like imagine you saying those to yourself and saying those to like a friend, your best friend or your daughter. Yeah. Imagine every single time that you said, wow, I'm so fat. Imagine you said, hey, honey, you're so fat. It doesn't even have to be fat. It could be literally anything that you're like talking down on yourself. Yeah. You're so and dumb. And imagine you saying that. Yes, you're so dumb. You're annoying. Yeah. Like, imagine you saying that to your daughter. No one likes you. Would no one, yeah, no one, li- oh, that's a good yeah. one. I mean, that's a bad one, but like, I mean, like, that's a good example. <laughs> that's a good, bad one. <laughs> right. But like, you wouldn't say those things to a loved one. Why are you saying them to yourself? Yeah. Like, Amen. why are you putting yourself in that position? Yep. And I think mm. I think that just comes down to catching yourself, paying attention to what your your internal dialogue is and then replacing that internal dialogue. The minute you start saying, "Man, no one likes you." Replace it with I am loved. I am, you know, chosen. I am, you know, replace it with whatever you want to say. Obviously, Lindsay and I as believers, we replace it with the truth of God's word and we really dive into what God has said about us, but you can replace it with whatever positive thoughts and truth that you want to. Um, I would also say if you're really struggling with just like a victim mentality with self-worth, I would suggest counseling or therapy. Yeah. I feel I don't think that's talked about enough. And we I know we talk about it like in our better health ad, but like <laughs> genuinely, <laughs> genuinely therapy is so beneficial. Yeah. Even if you're not in a place where you feel like completely broken, yeah. it's almost like you don't go get your oil change once your car is like completely depleted. <laughs> once the engine you go dead. Right. Right. You go regularly, regularly, <laughs> you go regularly <laughs> to maintain health of your car. Yeah. It's the same situation. Yeah. And I don't think counseling or therapy is looked at with a good light. And I feel like we, it needs to be. I think the other thing that I will say is be very careful with who you surround yourself with. When, if you're struggling with victim mentality, don't surround yourself with people who are also struggling with victim mentality. Get yourself a group of people Mm. who are going to hold you accountable, who are solidly working towards the same things. If that's like eliminating victim mentality, if that's, you know, emotional, mental, spiritual, physical health, whatever that looks like. Surround yourself with people who will hold you accountable, will call you out on your BS, and will help hold you back from your areas of weakness. That's so, so, so important. I literally, in the past weekend, I've talked to my parents like, oh gosh, I think a total of like nine hours or something in like 
Saturday, Sunday, I just had great talks with my parents. And at one point I was talking to my mom. Actually, I was talking to my dad. And I was sharing a a situation where Lynn and I had had a miscommunication and I had felt really hurt and really frustrated. and, And I was telling my dad and I was like, I just felt like, you know, this and and this. And my dad, I said, I just, I sat there and I was like, why didn't Landon, you know, suggest this? And my dad kind of paused and he goes, well, did, did you suggest that to Landon in that moment? And I was like, well, no. And you're like, but he should have just thought, I was like, but he should (laughs) have known. And my dad's like, so you just wanted Landon to read your mind. And then you were upset when he didn't. And I was like, oh, shoot. But that was what I needed. I needed my parents to call me out on my BS in a couple of areas. But especially in that one, I just started laughing with my dad. And he's like, you're like the girl who's like, what's wrong, honey? Nothing. And I was like, frick. (laughs) But having those people is really, really helpful in your life to make sure that they're going to hold you accountable, that they're going to call you out, they're going to encourage you, and they're going to build you up and speak life into you. Yeah. I would say lastly, like, if you listened to this podcast or followed us on social, you know that uh, we're believers and that is the foundation of everything that, like it's our worldview, it's everything that we bring to the table and what we talk mm-hmm. about. Um, and while this podcast isn't a Christian podcast, it's not just a business podcast either. Um, it's like we we don't shy away from sharing our faith and we don't apologize for that. Yeah. And so But anyone is welcome the, and in no way are we trying yeah. to like shove anything down anyone's throats just to be clear. Oh, not at all. <laughs> not at all. Literally every single person is welcome. Um I just wanted to preface that before I said this last yeah. thing, but it is just it, it's explaining like where this sentence is coming from, yeah. but our belief is that God did not create you to live as a victim. Yep. Like he did not. Yep. You are so incredible and he created you to do incredible things. Yeah. And if you believe in him, if you are saved, you are a royal priesthood now that you're in Christ Mm -hmm. and you need to walk in that. Like you were not created to live in a woe is me mentality because God did not create you to live that way. He created you to do glorious things for the kingdom of God and to walk boldly and confidently in him and change the world. Mm -hmm. Like that, if you are a believer, that is literally what you are called to do. Yes. And that is amazing. Mm, Amen. Okay. I think one last little thing. If you are noticing yourself saying, I can't over and over in your life, in your mind, pay attention to that because that could be a little trigger of potentially victim mentality of I couldn't, I can't do this because X, Y, Z and try to switch that to, okay, it might be challenging, but how can I make this work? So Mm. I think this episode hopefully sounds like love, maybe a little bit of tough love, but I mean, Lindsay and I needed to hear this too. I mean, we literally, I mean, I literally struggled with it yesterday when I was yelling at Andrew on the highway, (laughs) like you got us into this position. Like that was literally me struggling with victim mentality because I was placing myself in the victim of a circumstance that I equally put myself in with him. I mean, I literally (laughs) struggled with it with Landon a few days ago when, you know, he didn't read my mind. How dare he not read my mind? I can't believe it. So we all struggle with it. And I think the reality is life isn't fair. I mean, it's mm. it's genuinely not fair. That's just how life is. 
but you have advantages and resources and skills and all other things that other people could only dream of having the same way that other people have other advantages or resources. And our encouragement in this episode is to encourage you to stop dwelling on what they have and you don't or what life has given you or you know how hard everything feels and instead to start working on what you want with what you do have and start approaching tough situations looking for the good looking for mm. you know how god is moving and the opportunities that are in front of you and kind of switch that mindset because i promise so many doors will open up for you when you stop looking at the one closed door in front of you and actually start looking around for what other options you have. Yeah. I don't know who said this quote, but I mean, I'm sure you've heard of it, but life is 10% of what happens to you and 90% of how you respond. And that literally could not be more true. Yeah. Like crap's going to happen to you. It's going to happen to me. It's going to happen to every single person. How are we going to live that? Like, how are we going to handle it? And how are we going to move forward yeah. overcoming it? Yeah. Mm, that's good. Okay, well, that is a wrap for today's Tough Love episode. We hope that was encouraging and kind of maybe eye-opening or just kind of a wake-up call or a good reminder. And mm -hmm. we are walking with you through the, the life challenges such as overcoming victim mentality. We still deal with it regularly and are constantly having to shut that door and be like, no, thanks. <laughs> so no, thanks. thank you for your opinion. We are. <laughs> well, <not laughs> thank you for your opinion. You can leave now. We are <laughs> here with you. So if this episode was good and it encouraged you, we encourage you to share it with a friend, to send it to someone who you think would be blessed by it, to screenshot and share it on social media. It's always a really fun for Lindsay and I to open our DMs and see you guys loving and sharing the episodes. We always respond. So thank you for being here. Thank you for listening. Thank you for walking through life with us. We love you so much.